Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Picture the scene. You're in a bar. The dance floor is hot. Your friends are feeling loose. And the DJ is finally hitting his stride. And that's when you hear this. Last call, ladies and gentlemen, last call. I have friends that live in New York, and so when they come back here, it's a little bit of a shock to them. They're kind of like, okay, where do we go next? And, you know, there's not really an answer for that. (laughs) We go home. This is Bay Curious listener Tara. I've noticed that we haven't really adopted a late night scene. And now Tara wants to know. Why does nightlife in San Francisco end so early compared to other big cities in the world? Bars here stop serving alcohol at 2 a.m., which is later than Maine or Rhode Island and most of Mississippi. But when you look at New York, where bars close at 4 a.m., or for that matter, Las Vegas and New Orleans, where they're open 24-7, it does make us look a little square. You're listening to Bay Curious. I'm Jessica Plachek, in for Olivia Allen Price. Keep the tab open, and we'll get started after this. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Our listener Tara asked us to investigate why nightlife in San Francisco and the Bay Area in general ends so early. So to answer this question, we sent our resident cocktail connoisseur. Uh, I think enthusiast is probably more accurate. Okay, cocktail enthusiast. Reporter Carly Severin takes it from here. Turns out that 2 a.m. last call is not just a Bay Area thing. 
That's statewide California law, and it has been for over 100 years. But what our listener Tara didn't know when she asked her question, all this might change for California very soon. And the person trying to make that happen is based right here in the Bay Area. I'm Senator Scott Weiner. Senator Weiner is the author of a bill that's proposing to extend last call by two hours to 4 a.m. It would be a pilot program of 10 cities across the state, including San Francisco, Oakland and Sacramento. Whether you're in downtown L.A. or a small farm town, we're trying to create more local flexibility around nightlife. Closing time would come down to the neighborhood, the street even. You know, some people say, oh, nothing good happens after midnight, let alone 2 a.m. And I, it's a nice joke to make, but it is actually a joke. It's, it's false. Um, a lot of beautiful things happen. He says nightlife is critical to our culture, music, dancing, the expression and consumption of human creativity. Not to mention the Bay Area is an internationally renowned hub of LGBTQ culture. For the LGBT community, our bars and nightclubs are not just a place to go out. It's about building community. And for so many of us, myself included, we found our community in the nightclubs, in the bars. And so many parts of this country, sometimes that's like the only place you can go and really just be with your community in a safe space. And nightlife is an economic driver, too. In San Francisco alone, the nightlife industry includes over 3,500 businesses that create more than 60,000 jobs here. So that's good, right? Not everyone thinks so. This is Senator Weiner's third try at extending California's nightlife. Last time around, Jerry Brown, then the governor of California, vetoed the bill with the words, I believe we have enough mischief from midnight to two without adding two more hours of mayhem. He said he was worried about the link between more drinking hours and more DUIs. And he's not the only one. The California Alcohol Policy Alliance described Brown's veto as a great victory for the health and well-being of all Californians. Look, everybody agrees that drunk driving is a very bad thing. What people can't agree on is just how much a later last call would actually increase it. Senator Weiner thinks the premise itself is wrong. There's really no evidence that extending hours leads to more drunk driving. While the biggest studies on this stuff do show correlation between extended hours and DUIs, they're conducted in other countries, like Australia. If you say, no, we're going to restrict nightlife, you just start seeing illegal nightlife. People are still going to have parties. They're just going to do it in a way that's less safe. Okay, so safety questions aside, is the Bay Area really ready for an extra two hours of nightlife? I caught up with David Ruiz. He's a bartender and the owner of several bars in San Francisco, like Junior. It's a cocktail bar in the Mission. He tells me that while clubs will probably welcome those two extra party hours, by 2 a.m., his cocktail crowd seems pretty much done. Yeah, on occasion, we have to shuffle some people out, but I would say, if, generally speaking again, like people aren't going hard like to last call. In his experience, San Francisco drinkers are increasingly more concerned with sampling new craft beers or savoring certain spirits in their own sweet time than lining up the shots. I feel like the whole just getting really wasted vibe is kind of on its way out, just my opinion. And why would they want to stay out late? 
In the Bay Area, we have long work hours. I better go. I gotta be at work at 6 a.m. Crazy long commutes. Train delayed? Again? Soaring prices. $20 for a cocktail. And others are maybe just more health conscious. Come the weekends, they're out of here. You know, they're going camping, they're going to the river, doing these kind of, you know, awesome weekend trips, which again affects that nightlife culture, you know, on the weekends. And demand aside, remember, a place like New York has evolved to be set up for late night living beyond drinking in a way that the Bay Area has not. Is there food open late? Is there transportation available late? The infrastructure just to be out drinking, you know, there's other things I think that have to have to fall in line. And again, I feel like in San Francisco, not a ton of that. And it's true. Outside of special occasions like New Year's Eve, the Bay Area's BART system shuts down at midnight. So maybe creating a true late-night culture for everyone has to go beyond just letting bars stay open. But before we can even find out if the Bay wants those extra party hours, Senator Scott Wiener's last call bill still has to be okayed by California's new governor, Gavin Newsom, this fall. From the evidence, some of you would be thrilled, some wouldn't. And some of you might simply be too busy sleeping to care. Carly, if this legislation's approved, when would we be seeing 4 a.m. last call coming to the Bay Area? Well, don't get too excited, Night Owls. Even if Governor Newsom okays it, this extension wouldn't even be happening until 2022. Well, so we'd be waiting a while. Exactly. Although, remember, Gavin Newsom was not only once mayor of San Francisco, but he owned a wine and hospitality business, Plump Jack. He placed it in a blind trust when he became governor, but a lot of people think this connection might make him more likely to top up last call. Interesting. Carly Severn, thank you. Thank you. Bay Curious gets a lot of listener questions each week, way more than we're able to feature on the podcast. So a while back, we started a monthly newsletter to answer even more of your questions. Sign up now and you'll get September's issue when it comes out. Visit baycurious.org slash newsletter. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Jessica Placzek. Thanks for listening. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. 
Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.